final hour, Darren Donick and Chase. Willie Donick, Chase McCabe here with you. Max Hurst behind the glass. And as we promised earlier, Chris Mason joins us. Predators in action tomorrow night. See Final Mace. game of the uh, the four-game homestand to start the season against the Washington Capitals. Predators win last night against the San Jose Sharks 5-2. to two. Mace, before we get into last night's game, have you seen the video of the Rage Room <laughs> in Philadelphia? Have you heard about this? I've, I've kind of heard about it. I, I, I kind of scrolled right past it, I, I, I assuming it was something for gritty, but like, is it a real thing or is it just a gritty thing? Max, tell us about the Rage Room. It is apparently a real room at the Wells Fargo Center, which forgive me if the naming rights of the arena changed, but it is in the club level and fans can pay to just smash stuff if they're mad about the game and their family can watch through a secret camera. <laughs> a secret that camera. That is awesome. Now interesting. This is this is this is where we're getting. Like this is the stuff. I've seen this. This is some sort of uh therapy or something. It does, doesn't appeal to me, but hey, that's your thing. Uh, go for it. My question is like, how? When will they run out of stuff? Like, once you smash up certain stuff, do they just keep bringing out another truckload of old TVs or wine glasses or something? Like, you can only I, I smash and, it up and one the time. The big question here is: it recyclable? That is what I really want to get down to. Because if it's not, then I totally uh, disavow this uh, practice. Yes, we we have to make idea. sure we are looking out for the earth here. Um, so, Mace, last night, it was interesting. Uh, we watched the game from various places uh, yep. in the arena, and last night the Predators had to defend a lot more than they did in the first two games, but they still found a way to win against a team that we knew was going to bring everything they had because the Sharks are way too talented, expectations way too high to go 0-4. You knew that was going to be a thing, so they really pushed hard, but the Predators still found a way to win. They did, and you know it's going to happen when you you play good teams. It's you know this is the one thing I think in sports that I think sometimes gets lost a little bit is when you're so you know focused on your team and your team's performance, you, you really have to give other teams credit where it's due. And I think the San Jose Sharks were extremely desperate, and they made you know multiple uh, big time pushes where they were pressuring the Preds on the power play. They they scored that goal there in the second period, and they had him hemmed in there uh, quite a bit. And, and and Pekka, again, if anybody was wondering if this is the year he's going to fall off, well, not 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 so far anyway. He was fantastic, but I really just I really just like this team um, in terms of the way that they're able to, you know, endure. I guess the the onslaught of the Sharks, but then they come back down and um, they're able to create offense at a different pace, I think, and more often um, at different lines doing it than they were kind of the previous two years. Obviously, that Duchesne-Forsberg line, the power play seems like it's back in terms of, you know, creating offense and getting momentum and, and you know, as it's another weapon at their disposal. So I, I just really, you know, love the way that they played that game. Um, teams like San Jose, they're going to get their opportunities, but, but the Preds really dug deep. And again, another strong third period to put the game away. Uh, Pecorine, we can all visualize spectacular saves that we can remember him making. Last night, I don't know if he had one of those, but he was under constant pressure. There were a lot of pucks flying his way. He was just rock solid in the game. I, I thought it was it was another really good sign that he is he is you know still capable of the same level of play that we've become accustomed to. 
Yeah, he was good. And now, you know what, that, that's, those are tough games because a lot of those shots, uh, San Jose is so good at moving the puck around the zone and then getting pucks, funneling pucks to the net with traffic and, you know, guys crossing in front of you and some guys there for screens and just really just causing chaos. And for a goaltender, it's a nightmare because you're just battling to find the puck and, you know, trying to anticipate where it's going next. And there's so many deflections. And uh, I thought he did a really good job of, you know, cutting off a lot of plays or potential disaster scenarios by controlling his rebounds, either keeping him right on his pad so he could cover it up or, you know, catching the puck or keeping it on his body. But, um, no, he, he looked he looked great. He looked good in his, really good in his first game, and he looked even better. Uh, he had, uh, you know, a lot more action um, last night, and he was awesome. You now have the San Jose Sharks with Brent Burns and uh, Eric Carlson making – the, the huge money. It's taking up a big percentage of their overall payroll. They don't have Joe Pavelski anymore. People still look at the Sharks as a contender in the West. We saw a lot of unfamiliar names, right? When you, when you have a lot of money tied up in a few players, you need young players to so, sort of fill those gaps. What did you think of the Sharks? Uh, did they look different to you at all uh, from what we have seen in the past? I, I really think they did. I, I think I think Pavelski was such a big part of that team in terms of their identity and, and kind of the way they play and you know the, what he embodies as a player. He's so good, uh, two hundred foot game in front of the net. He's got you know good skill. He's just he's just kind of one of those players that I think teams can rally around. So I, I think not having him there really changed the look of San Jose to me. I think they've still got a lot of talented players they've got a you know a lot of guys on the skilled guys on the back end they've got a lot of speed and skills so i think they're still one of those teams uh maybe maybe a step back i'm not um completely sold and nor have i really been on their goaltending um you know with jones uh being their starting goaltender I, he's a good goaltender don't get me wrong but i don't know if he's the guy that's going to you know, get them to, to where they want to be. But I, I still think they do have a really good team. Just just like you said, Willie, a little different. few new guys I'm not too familiar with, but a uh, little different-looking team, that's for sure. We saw Roman Yossi have another dominating game. It's, it's like you can't ever take that for granted. I know he's in a contract year, and that's going to keep that from happening, right? People are going to constantly talk about that until the new deal gets done. But 10 shot attempts two goals, and just the way he puts pressure on defenses uh, around, uh, around the league is, is remarkable. It's remar- he is one of the best, and he was playing against you know, two of the best. And if you put his performance last night up against Carlson and Burns, well, I think Yossi, Yossi wins that uh, competition. He's, he's just awesome, and, and he's been awesome every year. Last year, um, you know, all the analytics and all those things say he was at the top of the league. He should have had more points. He, he would have if, you know, the power play had been better, yada, yada, yada. He's just a stud. He is just such a dynamic player, and he's one of those these guys. I, I honestly, you know, there's a lot of guys in the league like a Carlson or, or Burns that they can get up and, you know, make the plays offensively. That You know, obviously each guy's a little different, but his ability to get up there, create, He's almost dead on the forecheck, and he's going in on the cyclone. He's moving in. That's why you know you you came up with the the name, the Nightcrawler. I think that's like just absolutely perfect for him, uh, the way that he plays, because he's able to get up and be so aggressive offensively. And then he's sometimes he's the first guy back, you know, defending an odd man rush or coming back right in, right in time to to make it a two on two. So he, he's just he's got off to a great start, and I think uh, you know he if he keeps this up, he's going to be one of the guys. Uh, 
you know, in that Norris Trophy conversation at the end. Chris Mason is here with us on Darren Donick and Chase. And, you know, sticking with the defensemen, I was talking to Brent Peterson after the game last night. Of just, I watched Dante Fabro, Chris, and I feel like he's been here, what, three years now? And it's it's been 10 games, I think. He's just, the poise that he has just seems like he is playing well beyond his years. He he really is. And you know what? I, I think it's it's kind of funny. Like, I agree with, you know, the way that you uh, phrase that because you see Matias Ekholm now. He's able to jump up more and take more of an offensive role. And you don't do that if you don't trust your partner. And he's even said himself how mature he is, the way he plays the game with his head up, the, the hockey IQ, his anticipation, no panic. He, he's just a really smart player. And it's one thing to be a smart player in junior or in college, but when you get to the best league in the world, it's a whole different ballgame because the speed and the size of the players and the execution level and, you know, just all the – everything is, is just, you know, times a million. So um, it, it's just really, really uh, – incredible to see how fast he's come in it was almost instant come into this league and he's fit right in so he you know again that's another you know i can go up and down this lineup but it's nice to see because they were really you know relying on that taking that chance because it is a chance you're moving out suban uh in essence to get duchene and that looks like it's just uh worked out in terms of the balance of this lineup and and, you know fabro's been great so far we had David Poyle on yesterday, and I said to him right before he came on that, you know, I love this offense. I love the puck movement. I love the chances that they're generating. You know, it's not just the power play. It's five on five. And you can credit a lot of that with the addition of Matt Duchesne and, and the instant connection that he's had with Philip Forsberg. But I think it's evident up and down the lineup of just what they are able to do. What is it about how this, this offense is working now this season that, has changed. Is it the addition of Dan Lambert? Is it Duchesne? Is it a combination of everything? What are you seeing? Well, it's everything. It's it's the existing players who I, I you know I think you know you always talk about the shiny new toy in Matt Duchesne. He's been awesome, no no question. But you know, adding him, you know they they give you that top two line threat. Who's the first line? You got two lines you can throw out there, you know, to play that role. And then you go down once. Let's say you put those aside, and then you go down to the third and fourth line. And you've got Kyle Turris, who seems to be uh, really determined uh, to, to put last year behind him. He's been great, scored a huge goal last night. Before that, creating a ton of chances, setting up Yarny. And, and you got Rocco on the other side. And it's a hard work and seems like a good, uh, a good balanced line that's able to, you know, to create some offense and get some things going. And then, you know, a staple of Peter Laviolette and the team that's, you know, you put the guys, uh, the, the Watson, Benino, Sissons line, put them in any situation, you know, they can help you at, uh, in the defensive zone. They're going to take a lot of those face-offs. But they can also chip in and score in Colton Sissons. Awesome pass. First goal of the game to, to Roman Yossi. So I, I just think when you, you, you just filter down the lineup and maybe guys get pushed down, we don't talk about it as much, but, you know, when they're out in the ice, they're getting good matchups and they're able to, you know, to, to create offense, which means, you know, essentially you got four lines that can that can do that for you. Uh, you know, on any given shift, on any given night. So that's that's a really good, uh, you know, problem to have for a coach and, and for a hockey team, and really makes it tough for the other team to to match against. As we've said, we've seen the instant chemistry between Duchesne and Forsberg and Granlin uh, with that line. The the Johansson line, I think they're playing well. Arvidsson has registered a couple of goals, but it seems like it's taking just a little bit longer for the chemistry to develop with Craig Smith 
you know, playing on his off wing. He, he's not used to playing with those guys. Is this just going to be a timing thing that you just have to let it simmer for a little bit? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle and, you you know, you get that instant chemistry, and sometimes it takes time to develop that. Craig's moving over to the left side. You know you're going to get, you know, his, his best effort every single night in terms of uh, work ethic and, and the tenacity that he plays with. But sometimes just, the you know, timing and knowing exactly where to be in the in the right second and getting to know your line mates, you know, sometimes that, that takes a little a little longer to figure out, but... I think I think they're going to be fine. I mean, they've got uh, you know Ryan Johansson is one of the best playmakers in the league, and Victor Arvidsson's that straight line kind of player, and then Craig Smith is uh, you know he's just a hardworking guy. He's got a great shot. I think once they are able to you know get a better read on each other as a three-man unit, I think it's gonna you know it's a matter of time. And if not, you know Lavi's got other options that he can try up there as well. Mace, before we let you go tomorrow night, it's the Washington Capitals. Always a team that brings it with, with the artillery. Uh, Predators had success against the Capitals last year, but it's a new season. Caps will come in at 2-0-2. G- give us a thought on, on what we're going to see tomorrow. Well, I, it's another, like, I, I just, every time you play the Capitals, I always think, whatever you do, just don't, don't get into penalty trouble. Be disciplined, because I think that's such a huge weapon for them. They've got so many guys uh, that for, especially on that first unit that, that can put the puck in the net, it's it's really hard to defend. So discipline, I think, is, is paramount when you're playing against the Capitals. They got a good goaltender, Braden Holpe. I think he's one of the best in the league. It's you know again, it's another high-end uh, opponent, much like the San Jose Sharks. Although I think they're you know at this point in the season, the way you know the, the way that the Capitals have started, I think it's a you know even a, a little bit of a stiffer challenge. But I, I really you know, love the way the Preds are playing. So, I, you know, any team that they play right now, I feel confident that, uh, you know, if they continue to, to play the way that they're playing and, and, and continue to work on cleaning up some of the defensive uh, issues, which aren't, which aren't huge and easy correctable, I think they're, you know, they're going to, they got a shot every single night and, and the Caps are no different tomorrow. Good test for sure. A heavyweight coming in. Chris, thanks a lot for joining us and uh, we will see you tomorrow at the rink. Thank you, guys. It's just it's such an honor, as always. Oh, yes. <laughs> See you, Mace. Oh, yes. Yeah. See you, guys. All right. Chris Mason joining us here on the show. Uh, he does so every Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Tomorrow we'll have full coverage, as as usual, mm-hmm. on game day. We'll, we'll be at Pete and Terry's Tavern. We'll have uh, all the specials. You can come by. We'll have the beef on WEC. We probably will have to be on I'm not going to lie. i got to find I'm a way a- to change places with Dave Stripling sometime <laughs> to get some of this Pete and Terry's food. You guys just make me drool back here every home game. It is uh, solid. Oh, Tracy, solid. Tracy Myers from NHL.com puts on Twitter that the Sharks are practicing and Patrick Marlowe is among the players on yeah. the ice. Yeah, they, uh, they made that decision yesterday. Obviously yeah. not in time to have him in the lineup, but that – they're looking for a little more veteran. That it yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little more uh, NHL, and we'll hit a couple of their uh, other issues going on around the league. Stay tuned. You're listening to Darren Donick and Chase here on 102.5 The Game.